I sort of had a little bit of a listen to the other podcasts that I've recorded and sort of came to the realisation that I do the intro really, really fast, which ironically is something that I really, really hate because I see, like, YouTubers that do, like, you know, there's really fast intros where they talk really fast and blah, 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 and they're like, oh, hello, everybody, and welcome to blah, 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 we're going to play, I don't know, Minecraft or some stupid game that uh, people still play for some bizarre reason. Um, But, yeah, so this is going to be, like, a cool, chill intro. No, you know, super um, sort of scripted introduction, but, yeah, welcome to... TRLP, the Radio Leftovers podcast, uh, with your host, Modge, that British guy with a weird accent for where he lives. Apparently, everybody says that to me, actually. They say that I sound uh, incredibly posh for where I live, because I, I live in quite quite like a rough area, um, and I was brought up around like a lot of rough people, so you would generally suspect me to have like a very like abrasive uh sort of uh what we like to call i guess like a chavy accent which is the sort of person you sort of see around the streets on the dole uh doing nothing better than causing trouble in the street yeah so you would i I guess this is probably going to be a really bad uh, attempt at that accent so i guess you, you would i don't know like more likely hear me sound a little bit like this, or you're right, mate. I didn't actually know that sounds way too London. It'd be more like, oh, get out, oh, really chavvy. Oh. I guess a chavvy Londoner works. Oh, what are you doing here? I, I don't know. Some sort of like grotty accent, for lack of a better uh, adjective to describe it. But yeah, so this is going to be um, season one, the start of season one, episode one. It's going to be kind of weird, actually, because. I've never really done one of these on my own. Like, uh, the beginning of the last episode of the pilot season was sort of me, like, talking for a little bit about where the podcast is going to go. Um, I was planning to have a guest uh, ready for this week, but as I will explain soon, I've got uh, some things that I have to do this weekend. So, um, this is currently being recorded on Thursday, the 25th of January, 2018 because we're in 2018 now, even though the last episode was recorded in 2018 just two weeks ago, but this is maybe like the first, you know, really big podcast of the year, Um, you know, better than all those other podcasts out there, most definitely. So yeah, it's going to be like my first one alone, which is kind of weird, because it's really weird sort of like talking into a, a microphone almost to yourself. I am surprisingly quite comfortable with it, actually. I, I feel like maybe I do this more often than not because um, I tend to use this technique called, like, the rubber ducking technique, where you essentially explain... Before, like, sort of asking for help with something or um, whilst trying to understand something to the fullest that you can, you would sort of describe it to an inanimate object or, like, to, like, a, I guess for the most part, a rubber duck. So on my desk at work, I have a little rubber duck that looks like Darth Vader, because I'm a big Star Wars fan. But yeah, so um, I guess maybe I'm more used to sort of like talking to myself a little bit. So this is going to be a lot of that. I guess because I'm on my own, it's probably going to be a bit of a bit of a shorter episode. Um, but yeah, I am recording this kind of in a bit of a hurry. I was 
I was going to postpone this again, but I keep doing that and I need to stop doing that because I did want to like sort of throw these out quite regularly. Um, if I don't, then I guess I'm just failing myself, really. Um, it's cool if like if people are listening to this and, and I know a couple of people that do. Actually, I really appreciate that. They, they quite enjoy these. So I guess this is for both them and me. But yeah. So hopefully, oh, yeah, so hopefully this one will be on iTunes, but I have no idea. I'm going to try and figure that out today, but I'm probably not going to be able to. So I might just have to release this one and the next one on iTunes, or I'll release this on iTunes in like a week or something when I figure it out, you know, when I'm back on holiday. I think one thing I really mistook was going into this without a drink, um, because my mouth is like hella dry right now, so... Yeah, we'll see how that goes. So normally, actually, when I'm recording these, I tend to use uh, OBS Studio, which is normally used for, for streaming. And I guess the, mo the main reason I use that is because it's not just my microphone. It's um, I'm like recording on Discord as well. So I'm recording like the person I'm generally talking to. So it's actually, you know, like a, a lot harder to um, put all of this together because you get it as an output of a video instead of like just like an MP3. Or some sort of audio extension like WAV or whatever. Um, so I'm actually using Audacity this time, which which will be really nice when I'm doing like face to face talking with people, which is what I was going to try and do for this. But I guess it was like really uh, inconvenient just for the the timing and whatnot. And I guess that reason is because so tomorrow I'm off to Sweden, not in work tomorrow. Off to Stockholm for a couple of days. Um, just to do a bit of sightseeing, there's an event going on that me and my friends are going to. There's like this massive arcade um, that I think is being opened. I'm not entirely sure. I just agreed to go because everybody needs a holiday every now and then. I've always wanted to go to Stockholm or I've always wanted to go to Sweden, at least. Or a Scandinavian country, so this was just a good opportunity to do that. <clears throat> I'm also very much struggling with breathing. Maybe because I'm sort of talking to myself for the most part, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's been difficult. I'm really looking forward to going to Sweden, though. Um, I know there's those American sweets, like Swedish fish, which don't actually... I'm not sure if they originate from Sweden or not. I'm pretty sure they're just an American sweet called... Or American candy called Swedish fish. Um, and but But I do believe they sell them in Sweden, so... I'm probably going to get a lot of those because uh, a work colleague of mine came back from America with a lot of Swedish fish and suffice to say I devoured maybe like half of the packet. So I'm going to do that. Um, what else is, is kind of interesting? Like, I guess um, I've been doing a lot of reading recently. I sort of set myself like a bit of a goal of like finishing two books a month. Uh, I'm a little behind this month, but because I'm going to be in Sweden all weekend, chances are I'm going to finish both of those books, either whilst like I'm on the flight or um, sort of like during interludes, like on the train or something on the way to and from Sweden. Biggest difficulty with that is when I do get back on Monday, um, I so so tomorrow is the release of Monster Hunter World for the PlayStation Four. I've pre-ordered that, so that's coming tomorrow. Um, I was going to try and play a little bit today, um, but I think... Oh, sorry, not today, tomorrow. But I think I might leave that until Monday and just sort of, like, crack that out on Monday, see what happens. Uh, so that will be 
super fun. I've been looking forward to that game for a long time. Or I've been waiting for um, a sort of release for Monster Hunter on like a like a main console, like not a, a handheld, like most of them have been on the, the 3DS or the PSP. I've played most of them apart from the first Monster Hunter that ever came out. I think I've played pretty much all of them apart from the non... Uh, apart from the Japan-only releases, as they're, like, really hard to get your hands on. I played Monster Hunter online uh, for a little bit, actually. I think uh, a couple of months back, actually. Um, it was in Chinese, and you had to, like, English dub it. I only played it for a little bit because it was quite complex to play um, as, like, an MMO. So I ended up, like, dropping that quite, quite quickly. If you don't know what Monster Hunter is, it's a game where you and like a couple of colleagues well not colleagues you and like a couple of mates uh basically have to hunt like these massive monsters like uh if you've ever seen pacific rim it's kind of like pacific rim but instead of you being around the same size as the monster or at least close to that you're nowhere near the same size as the monster uh, and they absolutely demolish you there's like loads of different weapons you can use and stuff it's it's really quite cool it's quite a versatile game uh i definitely enjoy all of them and it's it's really fun to play with your friends actually like coordinating like using different weapons maybe somebody's a healer so it's kind of like a, an mmo but for like but like every creature is a, a boss monster um but yeah sorry yeah i've been doing uh i get really sidetracked super easily uh, i've been doing a lot of reading recently um i think my two books for this month are so the first one is a book called uh, predictably irrational by a guy called dan O'Reilly, or O'Reilly, spelled A-R-I-E-L-Y. And um, basically the book is, so the tagline for the book is The Hidden Forces That Shape Our Decisions. And I, I think it's quite interesting. He he sort of goes through a lot of experiments that have been done before on the human psychology. Um, and he also talks a lot about experiments he himself has done to sort of test theories that already exist. Um and it's honestly like changed my outlook on a on a lot of things because I guess uh, we do a lot of things. We I think humans in general, like their psychology is is hell bent on chaos essentially. Um, and as weird as that is to say, like I think people just sort of want order in their life, um, but they tend to act like incredibly irrationally. Like the human the human body is affected, or sorry, the human mind is affected very heavily by emotion and actually for the most part what people find is emotion drives humans especially very extreme emotion when in times of like i don't know um when in love with somebody or when somebody has died or maybe at the high point of adrenaline so you know people tend to make like really stupid decisions but um it's all about predicting how humans will act irrationally and um, basically sets up a bunch of hypotheses saying like, oh, um, you know, we, we think this will happen. Then they explain the experiment and the, he, he sort of like tells you the results of the experiment and what they show, which is amazing. Um, because even so, so there is one chapter that really like was stuck in my head. And if anybody knows me, they know I, I've been ranting on about this book for a really long time. Uh, I think one of my friends ended up buying it, but I've not actually spoken to her about how she feels about the book yet, so I do need to do that at some point. But 
yeah, I've been ranting on about this one chapter about the the distinguishability between social and market norms and how bringing like a market norm into uh, a situation which is generally driven by uh, some sort of societal uh, like value or force um, can sort of disrupt that. So I guess like a good example would be, so if I, uh, I don't know, let's say I was moving house uh, and I asked somebody to sort of help me out like moving stuff. I was like, hey, hey, can you carry, help me carry some of this stuff? I think like a good friend, chances are that if they're free, they're not going to say no. I mean, I, I can't see any reason why they would need to say no. But I think they would find like, you know, maybe not happiness per se, but some sort of like, um, I don't know, societal trade-off, for example, because not like as a favor, but well, yeah, as a favor, but not with the idea that um something would be traded back for it. it was more of like a yeah cool like we're neighbors or yeah cool we're friends like i'll help you out but as soon as you add like a like a monetary value to that it changes things very very quickly so if you say to somebody hey can you i don't know put this wardrobe like this flat pack wardrobe together for me or something chances are as a favor they'll say yeah they'll help you out um however what's quite interesting is and like I can pose this question to anybody. Like if I said to you then, instead of "Hey, can you do this to me as a favor?" I was like, "Hey, uh, I've got a couple of quid in my wallet. Can I give you like I don't know, like three three pounds to sort of put together this flat pack wardrobe for me?" Chances are, or the majority of people will say no. And and I guess the difference there is as soon as you as soon as money is put on the table, people start to value things by the money as opposed to so the way they see it is my the value of my worth or work is worth three pounds so i'm going to do three pounds worth of a job whereas they don't see it as oh you know i'm doing a favor for like a good friend of mine and i i'm getting like a bit of money out of it at the same time most people just see it as you know my work is worth three pounds so what's the point in doing it at all and then you just have to pay like a good enough amount to get somebody to do something for you so it's like oh hey i'll give you like 50 pounds to like put together this flat pack wardrobe for me yeah so the book is is absolutely phenomenal like i i recommend anybody give it a read um i i'm gonna double check what page i'm on but i, I think i've got maybe like about uh, i'd say maybe like two fifths of the book left to finish so i could probably finish that in a in a plane ride so i'm gonna try and finish that on the plane um, and if there's any more interesting points, I guess I'll mention them in the next podcast. And then my other book that I've got to read is, I'll just grab it. So the, my second book, I was going to, I was going to read a different book about, um, building habits, uh, cause I do really enjoy sort of like self-improvement books or, or books that sort of surround themselves around this idea of self-improvement and things about like, uh, like building discipline and, um, habit and things like that. But actually, uh, a girl I work with gave me this book by Grayson Perry. It's a penguin book by Grayson Perry, uh, called the descent of man. Um, and the blurb just reads men. There are a lot of them about we all know one, Grayson Perry is one, but what makes a man? How does masculinity operate? Could it be in need of an urgent upgrade? And so basically here Grayson looks at how it could make the world a better place for everybody, which I definitely agree on. There's a lot of like 
there's a lot of stigma at the moment around um like masculinity um and what it really means actually and i think the book as somebody explained it to me is grayson perry sort of goes into experiences that he's uh, sort of been in um and how somehow like sort of how masculinity has affected that scenario so i think one of the scenarios is something to do with like um somebody having to ha- like a man having to have like a manual gearbox or like revving their car for the sake of like some sort of masculinity and, and showing off who's got the best car contest uh, per se so I'm, I'm gonna read that and i might talk about that a little bit um on the next episode so look out for that i'll be bringing that one up good book love me a good book um recently this is a bit of a nerdy uh tangent but recently i've been playing a lot of dungeons and dragons um i am a massive nerd not like one of not like like an anti-social nerd although dodging the stereotype stereotype entirely i'm not like a typical nerd at all um i have uh ounces of social ability um and the ability to talk pe- talk to people normally. So that's that's okay, I guess. Um, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of Dungeons & Dragons recently. Um, I'm currently playing this like elf rogue character um, called Dante, uh, named very nicely after the uh, Devil May Cry uh, character. Um, and he sort of has like a... So I really like, like role-playing stuff, because it's like you can just sort of like be this character... Um, and it's pretty cool. I don't really use it as like an escape. I know a lot of people are like, oh man, they're trying to be like somebody that they're not. Oh, it's an escape from reality. Oh my God. No, that's not the case. I just really like characters and telling stories and things like that. If anybody knows me, they know I love a good story. So Dante is this guy who, so these, this sub race of elf called Eladrin, uh, can, so, so they sort of like a, attune themselves if that's the right word to like a season um and then so what i've thought about was sort of the change in that season will change their personality so he kind of becomes like a different person per sort of like personality that he takes on or per season so i find it really cool being able to switch not only sort of continuing to be one character but sort of having this like multiple personality um based on a season so i think the current way i'm I'm playing him is he has a very like heavy British London accent and speaks a little bit like this um generally the sort of people you'll find around maybe like central London or something so he he speaks like a little bit in a bit of a bit of a posh Londoner maybe or or, or what would be considered a stereotypical British accent um at the moment and he's very like cool and calm and collected and he sort of tries to pull off these like cool little tricks um, in order to like sort of almost like show off or emphasize a point that he's trying to make um, so I think in our recent one uh, I had this gem encrusted knife that I'd stolen off somebody because I'm a thief slash rogue um, and this we were in this shop and this lady uh, it was originally her dagger that she'd sort of forged she was like a I think a blacksmith or an armsmith or something of the sort and um, I sort of like went over and looked at one that had already been placed into like this glass cabinet i'd opened the glass cabinet and i'd started to walk away whilst saying something to sort of bring attention to myself 
and then at the same time sort of flick the knife behind my back and try and get it to, you know, with a bit of a sleight of hand, try and get it to land inside the um, adjacent sort of slot for the other dagger. And it landed perfectly as I was saying my line. Um, and uh, it just it, it pulled off something quite amazing. And it's it's kind of cool because, like, you, you can just sort of imagine the character doing that sort of walking away in a very like calm collected cool like british accent and flicking this knife behind his back as he continues to walk in one direction like he doesn't change which way he's looking and it just sort of lands perfectly in place as you sort of walk out and finish your point it's like absolutely spot on it's maybe the sort of thing you'd see in a movie but yeah that's enough about me uh babbling on about dungeons and dragons um and somehow i'm almost at around 20 minutes in and i've just been rambling to myself which is quite interesting um i think i had like two more points that i wanted to make um oh a guy that i work with has just purchased uh, a couple of carolina reapers which are some of the hottest pepper in the world um and i mean scorching hot so he messaged me and he was like hey marge do you want to do you want to like have one of these carolina reapers we're all gonna like eat them together and i was like that's a terrible idea but i'm i'm normally quite good with spicy in fact i'm, I'm really quite good with spicy food uh, i tend to eat a lot of spicy food that would normally make people feel a bit weird like i did that korean um uh i think it's like hot fire noodle challenge or something yeah so i think um i think like the name of the of the hot spicy noodles in Korean is like which is like hot chicken flavoured ramen or something and then there's a two times spicy version which is like even hotter and we did I did those on like a video but that's like private on my Facebook I might put that on YouTube at some point um, and then they've now released like a four times spicy version which I really want to try and I think it's a little bit more saucy and it's a little bit creamier, so I definitely want to give that a try. But yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna try out these like super hot Carolina Reapers. Um, I'm probably gonna cry because I probably never had anything anywhere near that hot before. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting. I think it'll be quite fun. I'm I'm 100% down to to try that. So we'll see how that goes. I'll be I think I'll definitely be recording it and and probably putting it on YouTube, just because why the hell not why the hell not do like a f spicy fire uh, pepper challenge so hopefully you can look out for that and then last but not least um a guy i work with like sent um an article to people today which interested me quite a lot so i mean as everybody knows like the internet has like a very dark i don't know a very dark background to it and there's always like a dark side of the internet that people don't know about people know about the dark web you know where drugs and weapons and and knives and and loads of crazy things happen um and are traded and bought and whatnot um if you don't know that much about this stuff there's a really good documentary about silk road which was like this old website on the dark web um that used to sell like masses and masses amounts of drugs like it was a, a probably like a multi-million dollar operation that made like a lot of money and the guy who it, i think there's two documentaries there's a silk road one and there's one uh where it's essentially the same story but in a different aspect and um it's super super interesting 
but it's basically about like sort of like challenges that people do on youtube so i guess like talking about that hot spice like spicy pepper challenge sort of leads into this quite nicely but um basically it's about like children sort of getting involved in these challenges and posting their um videos on youtube which actually is just a a ploy for for sort of people that are into particular fetishes to basically get off on which is kind of creepy actually um and and there's a really good article about it i might i might like throw it in the description somewhere so people can like find it and, and read this article but it's uh it's incredibly disturbing to think that youtube which has so much um sort of like content protection behind it and and like an entire flagging system and stuff like i guess it's quite hard to to see that something that might look like a harmless challenge actually has been instigated by somebody else on youtube which is kind of weird you know for their own like pleasure or something so that's it's quite odd and interesting so i guess like if you're an adult watching like listening to this you should probably keep an eye out on what your kid is um watching on youtube or little brother or little sister or or sort of young person that you know is watching on youtube because that sort of content is very like scarring or or what they're uploading at least so yeah that was uh was kind of kind of a bit of a weird one actually um so yeah that's that's pretty much it like i guess that's it from me talking to myself for about uh what might end up being like half an hour we'll see don't know how long this is gonna last for but yeah, this was interesting. Definitely an experience talking to yourself for 30 minutes. Uh, definitely gave me a dry mouth, so I'm going to learn to bring a drink next time and maybe take breaks in between maybe like points I make or something to give to give me a bit of a break. But yeah, I hope you, hope you enjoyed listening to this. Um, I will try and get it on iTunes so it's easy for people, people to listen to. If not, I will either upload it somewhere, I'll put it on SoundCloud, or I'll try and do something. But yeah. Thank you for listening to episode one of season one of the Radio Leftovers podcast, which will continue to go and be really good. So, au revoir.